You're listening to the Bags and Platt Podcast. Welcome to the Bags and Platt Podcast. It's a happy Friday today. It's cold. There's a lot of snow on the ground. Platt's not here. He's down in Florida doing what he's doing. We're all jealous. We got a special guest for us today, head coach of Del Barton Wrestling, Brian Stoll, longtime friend. But I got to chime in on one thing before I get to the guest. It seems like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh started this trend many years ago where they orchestrated to go to one team and win a title. I saw J.J. Watt was released today. And Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play for that team. To me, this just isn't sports. Everybody's making their money and then just running to a team to win a title. Uh, I credit the ones who'll take less money to do that. But I also don't credit, even though Deshaun Watson's a Clemson quarterback, national champion, I love the guy to death, but you sign a contract, you're supposed to commit to your team. And it's almost like a lot of these guys, like James Harden, are just crying, wah, I don't want to play here anymore. I know you're paying me $100 million, but I'm not happy. It just doesn't seem like sports anymore. And when I saw today that Watt wants to be released and he requested for his release, it just doesn't make sense. And to leave a city and a franchise that you so you're so beloved in, and you gave everything. I mean, he's great with charity. He's a great human being. He does great things for the organization and his community. But it's like these guys are just walking out of, out of cities left and right now. And, you know, you got LeBron at the Lakers. He brought Anthony Davis. They won a title. You got the Dodgers. They spend the money. They get Mookie Betts. Now they just signed, you know, a Cy Young Award winner to be their number three starter. So I say to myself, what is the guy that roots for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Is he ever going to think about a World Series ever again? The answer is no. Nobody's going to play in Pittsburgh. And if two good guys are in Pittsburgh, they're going to need a third guy. And Pittsburgh can't afford that. So to me, it's a sad day of sports where you know, kids look up to these guys and all of a sudden they're just going to jet and look for the championship. But anyway, enough about that. we got a great guest on today, longtime friend, Coach Brian Stoll, Del Barton. Brian, welcome to the Bags and Platt Podcast. How you doing today, buddy? What's up, Pearl? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. It's Friday. Hopefully it doesn't snow anymore because every morning there's more snow on the car, as you know. Yeah. Right? Every, everything yeah. good with the family? Everybody healthy? Yeah, you know, we uh, we had COVID kind of run through our house uh, in November. Um, fortunately, My house we, too. we contained it just to our just to our immediate family, the kids, and my wife and I. So uh, we survived. None of us got too sick, which was nice. And uh, you know, now we're we're moving forward. That's awesome. You know, Brian, um, as you know, we had Coach Halfley on um, last week, yeah. and ironically, we we have another coach from Montvale. So before I get to your amazing program at, at Del Barton and, and the pandemic and the wrestling and the kids and yourself, I just wanted a little, a little, little flashback. Uh, a lot of people don't, may not know. I've known you pretty much my whole life, and a lot of people say that, but they don't really mean yeah. it. Like Our dads played in, in like the 1965 uh, 
semi-pro baseball World Series in Wichita, Kansas, on a on a yeah, very baby. scary on a, on a on a very scary flight. So I've pretty much known yeah. you my whole life. Your parents gave me my first job at the DQ, which that's true. I still love. And by the way, if Shaz and Walt are listening, I still walk in the back door. My kids think it's of the coolest course. thing in the world. <laughs> but <laughs> but I wanted to bring up, I mean, you're the son of a coach. I wanted yeah. to bring up about being a Mustang and going to Fieldstone and those practices and Rich Santoli and maybe what instilled you to be a great, great coach as you are now. Can you bring up some of the things maybe you learned over the years or how you started out and maybe how you really thought about you wanting to be a coach one day. Yeah. So I was really fortunate, uh, you know, to have a lot of great mentors in athletics. Um, Jim Whitney was my little league baseball coach and Rich Santoli. Um, and obviously my father, when he was at Pascal Hills and he was a baseball and football coach and then going to St. Joe's and having Tony Carson. So my, my life, has always kind of revolved around athletics um, and specifically high school athletics. So, uh, you know, it, it was a natural fit. You know, uh, my, my parents, I'm sure, didn't plan on me being a, a coach when they sent me to Duke. But, uh, you know, it's something that I ended up doing. So, um, uh, you know, I think they're they're really darn proud of me now. You know, my, my father was, was uh, such a great role model and mentor and he had such great relationships with the kids that he coached that, uh, you know, it, it, it um, you know, that, that's what I learned the most about coaching. You know, it's not, it's not so much what you teach. Um, it's the relationships that you build. And, you know, I've learned that from, from, you know, so many coaches through the years. Uh, and I kind of have my own little style at doing it now. That's outstanding. Um, yeah. You mentioned Duke, um, coach Stoll actually went to, uh, St. Joe's, which we should have went to Pascac Hills, but we lost them to Joe's. <laughs> then he went out to Duke, and a lot of people don't know he was also a Clemson student with me. One of the most memorable months. Uh, he's a Clemson student. We spent a month together, summer session. It's pretty awesome. That's right. Now, Bry. I, I, now, Bry, you, yeah. you go ahead. No, no, I just said, I, whenever people, whenever, uh, you know, I, I tell people I'm a Clemson football fan, they think I'm a front runner nowadays. Um, but they don't realize that I was actually a Clemson student. I, I, I consider myself an alumnus during football season. Yeah, not to mention your two older sisters went there and I went to sister. Yeah. I, I went there Correct. to college with your sister, but. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely, Kara. Yeah. yeah. So, Brian, you've been on the mat probably since five or six years old. Yeah. Um, I know. I know nobody saw this coming, but how are you? Before I get to your program and students, how are you handling not having a wrestling season when every year since you were five or six years old, the winter is pretty much, you know, between November and 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 March. This is your season. I mean, as a as a yeah. as a wrestler growing up, as a coach, how are you dealing with not having it in your life? Yeah, it's 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 really odd. You know, it's like I, I kind of you know can keep time based on what events that we're at. You know, so usually it's the Beast of the East in Delaware where we start our season, and then you know we uh, have our county tournament the last weekend of January every year, and this week actually would be our, our team sectional week. It's actually um, yesterday was a year to the day where we where we beat Bergen Catholic. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. 
Um, but it, it's uh, it's been hot. I, I just you know going home from work every day when the when the sun's shining, and you, and you know when you're when you're a winter athlete in high school, you don't see the sun very often. So um, I've been trying to take advantage of it as much as I can. I'm actually on my way up to Vernon to go skiing this weekend. Um, you know, and I, I, I try to fill my time and, and fortunately, uh, you know, I think they, the NGSI made a really good decision by pushing our season to March 1st. So, uh, you know, because I, I just don't know if it could have happened this time of year. So, um, you know, I'm enjoying it and now it's, it's time to start getting ready for the season and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, everything goes well. We start March 1st and plow right through, uh, April 25th. That sounds great. Skiing in Vernon would not even come into your head if it wasn't nope. for this time. <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> and let, let's get to the kids because, you know, you just mentioned you're a winter sport athlete and me and you definitely, you know, excelled in winter sports and I lived for the winter sport. If you're a kid these days, right, and it, just be, just even being a kid, senior year was really the – the year that I looked forward to the most, even though I enjoyed all four and so did you being a senior. And I, I, I'm, I want to touch on recruiting and scholarships after this question, but how do you actually be a real, be a kid when you work so hard? I know wrestling is a grind. They work harder than any other athlete or any other sport in high school. I'm I'm okay admitting that because it's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but how how are the kids dealing with it and how do you, how do they cope with not being able to wrestle their senior year even though they're going to start late just dealing with this whole you know the covid situation and not being able to have that dream season when I'm a senior and I can win that weight class I can't wait to yep. do it it's going to get me into college yep. there's so much riding on that Brian what, what, do you want to say a little something about that yeah, these kids are—they're are, really remarkable. You know, I—I'm uh, I, astounded by their resilience. Um, you know, they've kind of taken everything, um, you know, and, and plowed through. And you know, I, our football season was really tough. And you know, we our, our season ended uh, after warmups. Bergen Catholic ran out on the field, and the game got canceled before uh, before the coin toss. And, and uh, wow. you know. So watching those kids go through that was, was was terrible. But you know, they you see them back in school the next week. They pick themselves back up and 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 they're back to work. You know, and now these wrestlers, um, you know, they 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 do what they do. You know, so they're continuing to train and and you know they, they've taken losses in wrestling. So uh, you know, they're, they're a pretty resilient bunch. Um, you know, it, it, it's a really difficult sport. Um, and it's mentally taxing. Um, but with all that said, that's kind of prepared them for something. You know, it, it's you, you, you take a lot of losses. Everybody takes a lot of losses in wrestling. and There's just no way around it. You're going to find the, the best competition that you possibly can. So um, I'm, I'm astounded uh, by these kids. Uh, you know, I think it's been actually tougher on the parents, um, you know, because they've kind of lived this with their kids for all this time, and, and now they're losing this. Um you know, the kids have a unique perspective and they, they, they uh, you know, I, I think they'll look back on it, um, unfortunately, and, and realize everything that they lost. But right now they're just kind of trudging through and, and, uh, and you know, fighting fighting their way through. So uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of these kids and how they're handling everything. 
That's awesome. Once again, we're talking to Coach Brian Stahl, uh, Del Barton Wrestling, one of the top programs in the state. Bri, tell me this, because I know a lot of kids, and this deals with all sports, not just your sport, but how does it how does it actually um, affect their college, their recruiting, possible scholarship offers? I know you talk to a lot of college coaches. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's affecting, you know, where they're going to be in, in in less than a year from now as, as seniors? Yep. It's been it's been really hard for the college guys. Uh, you know, they, they these kids haven't been allowed to visit campus. Um, and you, you think even about the, the athletes um, from last year. You know, a lot of them never got to step foot on campus before they made their decision. Um, you know, and now kids are going to be making decisions a year later, uh, and they're not allowed to step on campus at all. You know, and the coaches aren't allowed to meet them face to face. Um, so, so uh, like anything else, people kind of figure it out. Um, so, Brian, Brian, would you say, Brian, would you say they're basing yeah. most of their most of their recruiting on their junior year performance? Is it fair to do yeah. that? Yeah. So, so with wrestling, and, and I think a lot of athletics now, um, recruiting has been getting earlier and earlier. Um, you know, if you're not committed by your senior year, it, it's it's pretty rare now that kids are. Uh, kids are finding a home that late um so it's you know generally they're 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 starting to recruit kids when they're freshmen and sophomores so uh you know they know who the good kids are you know it's that it's that middle of the road kid that makes the big jump his senior year you know those are the ones you know they're gonna get they're gonna get lost in the shuffle now you you see these uh, you know these kids are getting extra years in college and that's great um but that, that's taking spots on rosters away from younger kids, you know. And I, I don't know if you saw the Ivy League just announced that for the first time ever they're going to allow graduate students to compete on teams for one year only next year. But now, so, so they're going to have graduate students competing at the Ivy League schools. How is that going to affect the kids that they're recruiting and getting them into the lineup? So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of variables that, that people don't consider, and, and it's been really, really tough. I know for, for the college coaches as well as, you know, the high school kids and the high school coaches in, in finding some of these kids homes because they're not getting the opportunity to compete. Uh, fortunately, uh, there have been more wrestling events going on recently that are being run outside of the school system and in, in, in the club uh, atmosphere that's giving kids an opportunity to, to make some tape, um, you know, like they say in football, to to put out some some film so that people can see uh, your accomplishments. In wrestling, it's, uh, you know, you get recruited based on who you beat and how you do in events, um, less than on talent, where football, they're going to they're recruit guys on talent a lot of times and not necessarily how great of a football player they are. So it's different in every sport. Um, it's been tough. Uh, but, you know, as I said, the, the, the resiliency of the kids and everybody involved in, in sports has, has been, has been uh, you know, really, really uh, impressive to me. That's Yeah, that's good to hear. I actually uh, just saw Governor Murphy said they're going to let parents into high school gyms to watch indoor sports. Yep. Unfor- unfortunately, that doesn't uh, pertain to you at, the, at this time. Obviously, wrestling is the most contact sport. Um, yeah. 
and the, 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 I also saw the problem in college. If you give a guy an extra year, um, wrestling is not a revenue sport in college. <clears throat> so Correct. I think you, I think you hit it on the head there, where you're actually uh, the, the recruiting is getting hurt because if you give a guy an extra year, and I know Wisconsin denied this, Barry Alvarez, the AD, he didn't want to do that based on the yeah. fact that there's that there's so many other kids coming in and you're, you're basically yeah, you're cha- hurt, changing the course hurt. of their life. And Correct. it's not like, it's not, it's not like these other wrestlers are going on to um, the NFL or, or MLB or NBA. So that was Correct. an interesting, that was an interesting point how um, some people want to give the extra NCAA year, but some people don't because you got these seniors you know, all over the country, we're about to go into a school, and then there's a little logjam. Yeah, exactly. So on an individual basis, I mean, it sounds like a perfect idea, but but there's a lot of unintended consequences that that uh, you know that just complicate things on an institutional level. So, Bri, um, tell me about how how you're. I know you. I know you can't coach, but how are you? You know communicating with, with with your team you got one of the top teams in the state you got state champs every year uh it's an it's an amazing program uh that you've brought to another level how, how are you communicating with the kids and are, are you do you want something out of them when you can't really be with them are are you asking them to 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 follow a certain regimen tell me how how a coach coaches without being able to be there and coach so to speak. See, I'm I'm really fortunate to have a lot of self motivated kids. I mean, you know, these guys are uh, are working. You know, they, some of them have gyms in their garage. You know, some of them have wrestling rooms in their basement. Um, so they're finding opportunities to to train. Uh, you know, I I am. Uh, you know, I, I kind of touch base with each of them individually. They they do some strength training at the school as well. Um, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to, to be in school um, full-time, although we, we've been shut down a bunch of times, obviously, like everybody else. Um, but, but uh, you know, throughout the fall, we were in school every day. So I, I get to see the guys um, face-to-face, which is really important. Um, obviously, we've done a couple Zoom calls, uh, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I'll just, you know, communicate with them as often as possible, just kind of give a shout out. It's more of a checking in on them, you know, how they're doing, how they're feeling, you know, that the, the mental strain of this whole thing has been really, really tough on a lot of these kids. So, um, yeah, Brian, I, I was, just, I, 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 really- I, yeah, I was just going to mention, like, I was just going to mention like being a kid, like, you know, if I went to one of your matches or you went to one of my games in high school, there was a good chance we'd be in someone's backyard later that night, you know, yep. doing what high school kids do, lighting fires, maybe having a few beers, then ended up yep. at the Ridge, Di- Ridge Diner at 1 a.m., maybe seeing a couple yep. fights in the parking lot, ordering mozza- <laughs> ordering, mo- <laughs> ordering some mozzarella sticks, some fries if we had a few dollars on us. It, that was like yep. part of – that was like part of the um, – our, our our scene growing up. I mean, you know, you go to yep. you go to a party, you go to the ridge. Do you worry about these kids not having the uh, the off the mat life to kind of keep them in balance? Because I I, I, I feel like that that's almost just as important, Bry. We had so much fun, not 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 competing off the off the court or off the mat. Like, do you feel like that 
probably can can affect you know a student athlete. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what I worry about them the most, you know. And you know, you think about those kids last year, um, and, and now I I I teach at a school at seventh through twelfth, so. Um, you know, we didn't have our eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C., you know, little things like that, you know, uh, wrestling trips where we stay in a hotel room. And, and, you know, last year we went out to California for a week. And, and you know, I, I feel terrible that these kids are missing all that stuff and, and you know, the, the, the downtime of it all. Uh, and, and I, um, you know, my concern is that they're not getting their downtime. And, and you know, the, the downtime that they're getting is on a screen, you know, where they're, you know, it's funny, like, I, I look at my son, and, he, you know, he plays a lot of video games now. But you know what? That's his social life, because that's the only way that he talks to his friends or sees his friends, because, you know, he hasn't been in school since last March. So, um, it, it's... I am very. You know, Brian, 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 not to interrupt, not to interrupt you, but you hit it on the head. The only time I didn't get mad at the kids playing video games is now because they actually are socializing. That's the and only thing. And you can't I mean, deny that. Fortnite, exactly. Fortnite might be Fortnite, be whatever. You might have an opinion on Fortnite, but the kids are talking yep. and they're making a plan yeah. of attack, and it's it's yep. great. Yeah, yeah, they're cooperating. I mean, that's that's their teamwork right now, and. Uh, you know, I, I you know I, I I can't wait for the day where everything gets back to normal. But you know, it's actually you know I'm I'm glad that they have that release. You know, as 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 strange as it sounds, you know, before, before this it was like I wanted to throw that uh, Xbox out the window and smash it. And now it's uh you know it, it's almost a saving grace for these kids where they can they can hang out virtually with their friends. Yeah, me, me and you had to play 100 games of NHL Sega Hockey 94 with one time. Yeah, I don't know if you ever But, but, but we had to be together. I don't, know, I don't know if you ever beat me, though. Maybe <laughs> beat me once or twice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, listen, I heard about something great that you, uh, that you helped orchestrate uh, okay. for Dale Barton and Burden Catholic. An outdoor yep. wrestling match at Bergen Catholic on the football field. I think it's genius. Can you uh, give a little uh, background on how that happened, and is it definitely going to happen? And I'm sure people are yep. going to be really excited about that, including the wrestlers. So, uh, when, when our wrestle season got pushed to the spring, um, it obviously gave us an opportunity to, to start thinking outside the box. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, that that uh, that – Parents can now go to sporting events. You know, unfortunately, at that time, uh, you know, until today, really, parents weren't even allowed in the gym. So, uh, you know, we we had to think of a way that we could get some fans at a match. And you know, there was, you know, they they were having 500 fans at football games, which which we're hoping we'll get at least that, and you know, maybe they'll even raise that number even more. So, uh, you know, in honor of, of Jack McGovern, they, they, they uh, named the field after him this year, and Jack was a great guy, and I, I think you know the McGovern family pretty well. They were, they were a bunch of great athletes. And, yeah, they're like and, the Camelot uh, of Bergen. Absolutely. Exactly. Awesome, awesome family. Um, and I just thought it would be a great way to honor Jack to, to have an outdoor wrestling match, and, you know, I, I, I called Dave Bell, and, and, you know, he was on board right away, and, and, and Jack's son, Brendan, is the... Uh, athletic director and you know he was totally honored obviously that we'd want to do it and in his in his father's honor so it was uh 
you, you know, we put it all together. Obviously, we, we, we got to keep our fingers crossed in terms of weather, um, you know, and, and all that. But, uh, you know, we're, we're planning on doing it. And, and I don't know, you know, we're still going to have to work out the logistics of, uh, you know, whether we're going to have to put a tent up or, or all that. Um, yeah, Brian, I got, I got a silly question. If there were, like, flurries yep. in the air... And this thing's probably going to sell out in five seconds if it hasn't already. Yeah. If there were like flurries in the air or a little mist, would you guys still roll up, roll out the crowd and get on the mat? Yeah. Well, the, the, the problem is with the mat getting wet. I don't care. I don't care about the temperature. It's it's the the danger is if the mat gets wet. You know, it's like a basketball okay. court in that way. Like you can't gotcha. you can't play basketball on a wet floor. You know, so uh, it, it's. Um, you know, we're going to keep our fingers crossed and, and you know, hopefully uh, everything will work out. And, and, you know, obviously they, they had a seven-year run where they hadn't lost to, to an NJSIA team. And, and, you know, we we were fortunate enough to, to knock them off last year. So they're going to be gunning for us. And, and we both have really strong teams back. So uh, Almost know, a year ago. Almost a year, <laughs> almost a year to the day, right, Bri? It was a year ago yesterday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a year go. ago yesterday. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes it feels like it was yesterday, and and on another side, it feels like it was ten years ago. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Hey, so um, will there be a state tournament? Was one of my questions that I wrote down because yep. I know it's uh, like it's like a it's like a religion for you guys. I've never yep. been. I heard it's amazing. Boardwalk Hall, Atlantic City. You've been going down since you were a teenager. Um, will yeah. there be? Will there be that New Jersey State Championship? So there's not going to be Boardwalk Hall. Okay. Uh, we know that for sure. Uh, the NJSIA is planning on hosting an event. Um, you know, the, the particulars are all still being sorted out, and it's got to go through the Department of Health and, and ultimately the governor's office um, for us to do this. But the NGSIA has been awesome. Um, they've been really pushing for us to have this event. Now, you know, there's so many constituents when we talk about running it within the school system because you have, you know, the entire school communities that are involved. Um, so there is a backup plan where an outside organization would host an event outside of the schools where ultimately, you know, the coaches probably wouldn't be able to coach and the kids wouldn't be representing their schools. Um, but for sure, there will be some type of event for these kids where they can call themselves a state champion if they're the last man standing. By the way, how important is that for, for a senior getting back that? I mean, it, it's the most important. You know, it, it, when we were talking to the NGSA, I mean, they've been really cooperative with us as a coaches association. Um, they asked us, you know, what's more important, the team stuff or the individual stuff. And, you know, I think 90% of the, the coaches um, voted for an individual tournament at the end. So, uh, you know, that that's the ultimate goal, the ultimate dream, you know, for a lot of these kids. Was there any animosity that other winter sports are happening? No, I mean, we were actually, I think we were um, we were the benefit of that. You know, I know hockey um, at some point, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think, you know, 30 percent of, of hockey programs were shut down. Um, and that's not what we want. We're hopeful that, you know, if we start in March, uh, you know, the, the vaccine is going to be, you know, getting around a lot more. And there'll be a lot more. If you just look at the trends and the numbers right now, um, things are getting better. 
so for the NJSI to push us to March, I think was some, some great thinking. Uh, I was a, a proponent of it for sure. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it, it was the best case scenario for us. Favorite moment at Del Barton in this great career you've had? My favorite moment as a wrestling coach? Yes. Is going to the, uh, that eating Bergen Catholic last year in our gym and just the atmosphere and, and the, the, uh, to, to see our program go from where we were, you know, I think my first year we were five and 13, our record. So to, to see our program to go from that, where we were kind of the also ran program, nobody really thought about us in school to being the premier event for our school. Um, was, it, it was really satisfying. That's awesome. Uh, I'll get a little personal before I let you go. Favorite Mustang Montfell moment. Favorite Montfell Mustang moment was actually a loss. We lost to Mars Park in the Super Bowl. Are you going to bring um, up Leroy Brown? <laughs> it was a great game under the lights and a little ferry, and I think I got a concussion or, or cracked a rib that game, probably both. Um, but it was a you know, they, they had beat us up pretty bad earlier in the year and, and we, we kind of came back and, you know, beating New Milford and, you know, I had a touchdown saving tackle against Justin Saxon. Um, you know, he, he, Saxon, he, he tries to think that he tries to tell people that, that he tripped on his shoelaces, but, uh, I'm pretty sure that I, that I pulled him down. We saw the video, we watch it and joke about it. Oh, that's hysterical. Sorelli's going to love that story. <laughs> Bry, I gotta tell you, Sorelli <laughs> was a maniac. <laughs> he was a great player. Yeah, Sorelli and DeFury—they're all listening right now. It's uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have some fun with this. I appreciate you coming sure. on today. I'll t- uh, awesome. I'll be I'll, I'll be talking to you soon either way. And uh, thanks for coming on the Bags and Platt podcast. Yeah, let's get together. We'll go up to Rhodes for a couple pops. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. All right, Pearl. I'll talk Have to you a great soon. day, Brad. You got it, buddy. Right. Anytime. Awesome. I'll see you soon. Love you, Sounds brother. good. You too, man.